Hi, and welcome to the 38th edition of Keen Minds, and we're covering the second half of our uh, NBC Blacklist Season 4 overview. I am Jen, a.k.a. Takata Cycle. And I'm Tessa. And uh, we're going to dive right back in. We covered covered Kate Kaplan, Alexander Kirk, Wrestler, Gail, Cooper, Samara, and Aram on the last episode. Yeah, we touch on Panna Baker. In Panna Baker. She's, yeah, and Hitchens, because they're both uh, tied up with all of them. And in this one, we're uh, doing the last three, Tom, Liz, and Red. Yes, so let's, you know, let's jump into uh, the one you will never hear me complain about, Tom Keen. <laughs> let's go there. And Tom had such an interesting journey um, in in this, um, especially the first uh, two thirds of the season, because he was all about, oh, I don't want to hear anything about my past. I'm not interested in my mother, my father, who I was, to right there in Alcyon. Exactly. So it was a, it was very interesting. I I think that a lot of it was. I think a lot of his protests at the beginning with searching down his own parents was twofold i think it was one he was terrified it was going to be worse than he originally thought it was he thought he was abandoned that he'd just been left you know i mean but when you start finding that these people were spies they were you know that you come by what you do very very naturally you think oh this could be so much worse (laughs) Mm -hmm. um and it's coming off of the whole kirk experience when he told liz when he was trying to talk Liz out of saving Kirk at the beginning of season four, or about midway through season four, and Kirk's dying in the hospital, and Liz is talking about, you know, being his donor, and he says, why would you? This is the man that tried to throw our child from a rooftop, that kidnapped you, that took our kid from us. Why would you do this? Yeah, he, in fact, he's saying, like, he's not getting a lot of this hospital. Either he dies of natural cause, or I die him. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure Tom wouldn't have put a bullet in him himself, but um, he did not like Kirk, and I don't blame him. Or a pillow. Oh, of course. I'm sorry. Did you not want that pillow over your face? You should have said something. (laughs) Yeah. I know. Red used the same thing. Oh, let's not compare. Sam and Kirk are not. (laughs) Distorted. But they're both parents uh, figured to Liz. Yeah, that's so, yeah. Nah, don't go there. That's not a parallel I want to see. <laughs> it's, nah, it's a sort of parallel. The, the Blacklists have so many parallels. Some of them are more straightforward than others. And um, I think you have to embrace them all. But that's me. Well, I'm a little twisted. Hey, you know, Tom did not actually put a pillow over his face. I, I would not Hello. argue that he would be willing to. But <laughs> anyway. He didn't. So he's coming off of all of that, which he he felt like if Kirk survived this, it was just going to continue making their lives a living hell and chaos, and they were never going to be safe. And so he's coming off of this, and all of a sudden his parents are popping out of the woodworks, and I think he just kind of put on the brakes and went, nope, 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 we just did this. <laughs> yeah. I have learned my lesson. I don't want anything to do with it. And he had just told Liz... To look to her future, not to her past. And so I think he felt like that to not be a total hypocrite, he needed to do the same thing, even though it wasn't the same situation. Mm-hmm. I, I also think that he, in his mind, though, they would have had rejected him. It, 
you know, even though he intellectually heard Red saying that he was taken from his parents and then he had seen uh, Scotty being all torn up about it with a picture and the whole thing, I don't think that that, that really got in his brain because Red told him you cannot trust her what she says. So she's not trusting. He's not trusting that that is the truth. I mean, it's that, and it's also, Scotty was missing her four-year-old little boy, her perfect baby boy, as she called him in season three. Tom's anything but perfect. He's well aware of that. He knows how screwed up he is. And I I think that that, that would be another thing added in, with just like you said, afraid that they would reject him, that they're looking for this small child and this idealized little person that they lost that the last 30 years has only made you know put him more on a pedestal of this perfect little child and then what happens when what they get is not little christopher hargrave but tom keen who has been a murderer has been a covert operative you know over half his life just like mom and dad yeah but still when you're looking at this innocent little child and that's what you're remembering and then you don't see the journey between and then all of a sudden you've got tom it's a a scary thing yeah i I could see him being afraid of being rejected for that even if he wouldn't be able if he doesn't have the emotional maturity yet to put that together in a conscious sort of thought i could definitely see it be a subconscious sort of or even or even being afraid that they you know that they didn't that they really did reject him or didn't find him or found him and let him go again because he wasn't he was damaged or something like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and and what he did end up finding was he felt like was worse. Finding that Scotty was had used them and had, they'd been a cover for her. And, I mean, basically he went through a lot of what Liz felt in season one with, with feeling like this person doesn't love you that should. I mean, obviously a very different type of love there, but... Um, but, well, you know, the, the, he 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 was loved by Scotty and certainly missed, but there was something there that is not the whole story, and I think that he knows that. And it's interesting because this, when Red tells him and stops him from killing his own mother, um, something must have felt to him that that was a right story. Something must have rung, had that ring of truth that that he recognized because not once he says wait a minute but but don't believe anything red is using me or whatever he's just like he's taking his advice and he's trying very hard to not get involved with her yeah and, um, and it could be that he ran a dna test i would like to think that he would have been smart enough to run a dna test but you know it's i do think you're right i think we have passed a sort of change in their relationship in which because we hear tom go back again and again both in season four and into redemption where he says but reddington said this and that's Mm -hmm. that's his excuse is liz is going why can't you trust your mother well reddington said not to and she's looking at him like really (laughs) yeah well i i think that then um you know in a very weird way tom Tom really looks up to to Red. You've always seen that maybe he was like a little hero. And and there is something that is beginning to brew in my mind, and I'm not ready to talk about it yet. But it's it's an interesting suggestion that Tom actually feels that Red is a sort of 
parental figure. I mean, he he had been accepted as as family in, and I think that he trusts. I mean, he goes to Red, and it's is a is a very respectful conversation. There is none of the snark of 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 Tom. There is not like Daddy's didn't ask Daddy permission. There's none of that. There is just a simple, um, you know, you know, you tell me. So why did you tell me this? He's um, definitely toned down the snark with Red uh, since the wedding, since all of them. Uh, well, since they got Agnes back, definitely. Since they got Agnes back. I think that since it became evident to him that Red is Liz's father, you know, whether he, he cannot prove it, he cannot back it up, and it's not his place to tell Liz any of this. Um, but I think that for him, and, you know, that's a reason why even after Liz was supposed to be safe, he still works with, with Dembe in, uh, in 408 to get Red back. Well, bring I, in this woman. Tom has told Liz that he thinks Reddington's her father. Um, he's told her, I think, several times. Yeah. If you make the assumption that mm-hmm. in season one, when he said your father's alive, he was referring to Reddington. Now, that that's an assumption. I don't know if that's ever been clarified, if that's what that meant. Mm-hmm. But he he seems to think he knows who her father is at that point. And then in season two, when they're working together to try to find Katerina, he says, well, doesn't that make Red your dad? You know, couldn't Red be your father? And, um... She's dismissing him, like, no, my father died in a fire. Yeah. And he's like, okay. Yeah, and I mean, so he's made this comment at least... You know, daddy will walk you down the aisle. Yeah, exactly. Um, is daddy going to make me talk? Um, because I didn't ask daddy's permission. He also uses a very basic tool of of grandparent controlling which is if you want to see your granddaughter you'll do x which liz uses later which yeah. kind of cracks me up um <laughs> the Keens know how this works <laughs> and I, I mean it's when you add just normal you know family drama and then make it spy family drama that's just the next step to go to you want to see your granddaughter you promise not to kill so-and-so you know yeah. you promise to let me help you in this in this uh, operation you know? yeah it's a it's a very uh, interesting dynamics because you can already see the beginning of dom and red in 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 tom and red so you can see how that evolved and, and i could in fact when when dom what red was telling dom i'm not you know, you're, I've always been a disappointment, disappointment to you, and you don't really like me, so I don't see why you have to start. And I, I could see Tom saying that to Red in, in 20 years. Oh, I need that now. I need that so it much. It won't happen. I, that's honestly the, the Dom and Red sort of relationship is the relationship I have needed and wanted between Red and Tom for a long time now. And I'm really happy that they went that direction because while I love the snark between them, I love just a little bit of animosity. I love the idea that in the end, they both love and care for, for Liz and Liz is their priority. Mm-hmm. And that they finally have put aside, Liz and Agnes now, that they finally put aside this, you know, you're not good enough for, well, you've been lying to her. You know, they, they've put all that aside and said, okay, well, Yes, there have been a lot of wrongs done. Yes, you hurt Liz the most. Yes, you've lied to Liz and hurt her mm-hmm. too. They put well, all of that aside and said, but we're both trying to protect her. And if you really think about it, remember in season three, the christening of Agnes. 
and see how they when it appears to that Tom is delivering these lines to the task force the task force has never really wanted to kill him I don't know yeah, I think wrestler, wrestler might have been wanted willing. yeah to arrest him to beat him up but not to kill him so you know they were there fighting together, so not really to kill him, but then you see immediately that Red is behind, and nobody but Tom is looking at him. So when I think when, when Tom is saying these lines, he's really telling them to Red, you know, we're a dysfunctional family, but we're a family now, and I think he's acknowledging something uh, at that point. That's interesting. I hadn't thought about that. It's, it's a possibility. I... I... I've always really liked those lines with Wrestler because I I enjoy that romance a great deal. Um, yeah, Tess, but it, it doesn't mean <laughs> it's not. It doesn't really mean that it wasn't also delivered to them, but it's directly mostly at Red. You yeah. know, they are a kind of family. They are. Um, they he definitely tried to kill him. And, Several um, times. <laughs> yeah. And Several times. It it just uh, they're is an acceptance of we're family and and that's what it is and and same goes to the to the task force i think but to to me the fact that they show the blacklist is a very funny show when you when you think about it most of the times in order to really understand what's going on you have to not look at the way things are presented they usually presented in an order in out of order so that when you and you get your bias towards thinking that's what they show you first, so that must be the truth, and don't realize that if you reverse things, then things make a lot of sense. That's true. That's that's very accurate. And with people like Tom and Red, who are so layered and so complicated in the way they approach things, that's very true. Um. What what stands in your in your um in your mind as the best Tom moment of the entire from four oh one from to four fifteen? Let's let just leave aside when he gets a little bag of bones, but Yeah. Um My favorite one the one that stands out the most is probably and it's it's kind of a combo effort with um with Liz. Actually, I actually have two of them, and, and one kind of leads into the other. I know that a lot of people have had some issues with when he goes running after the lady that left the diorama at their doorstep and leaves the door open, Agnes and her, her carrier, and people freaked out at him over that. Uh, which, by the way, watch any show or know any parent, and you know that there are parents that it's not being... Well, I mean, I hate saying it's not being a bad parent because it's obviously like, do not do this. But people walk off, their kids are asleep, and just go do their thing. And it, it happens. Um, it shouldn't happen ever, but, you know. Um, but I was watching an episode of The Big Bang Theory, and it's like Howard and Burnett walk off without the kid, you know, and you're like. I've, I've, I've had friends that that have happened. It's like, yeah. you need to take the kid. No, you were taking the kid. Where's the kid? Exactly. And, and he, but right then, I think that that was a very, it, it was a very intentional scene because it was showing that he just shifted into spy mode. That there was a threat. There was a threat around someone he cared about. He was nullifying the threat. He went after it. 
And then you can just see the realization on his face when he gets downstairs and he goes, holy crap, I left the kid alone. <laughs> Liz isn't mm. up there. And goes flying back up and just is holding her and hugging on her and kissing her. And, like, he realizes what he's done and, and what that automatic go-to was. Hey, the and- kid, if you really think what the kid had gone through, Mato had it in a, in a makeshift boat going from from Cuba to Miami. I think that's just, you know. Yeah, but... Um... And so, but that leads into him wanting to help. And and the the scene that really would be the one that I I like the most out of season four, I think, in which he hands, he he picks the, the passports back up out of the trash and gives them to Liz. And he says, I have trouble facing my doubts and voicing my doubts. He, he finally articulates his own issues with with emotional growth and being able to put himself out there and being open and honest about that he's able to articulate that with her and admit that to her and it's it's a very beautiful scene for him because it does show how far he's come in the last four years and in turn she turns around and just like she did at the at the wedding where he put himself on the line for like that and that and he gets it's I love it Ryan's fantastic with it because every inch of his body language screams how nervous he is how nervous Tom is in these scenes putting himself out there because he's just taking down all of his walls all of his barriers and putting himself 500% on the line to Liz and she says these are exactly where they belong I accept you for who you are. I used to be afraid of these. I'm not anymore. These belong here in our home with us because that is who you are. I mean, that's that was such a beautiful scene to me because he put himself out there and in turn she accepted him for who he was. Mm-hmm. It goes back to that honesty between them that if he's honest with her, they're solid. Yeah. And and also the it goes back to Liz also using all this to accept who she is. Because even though I mean, and in that moment if you really think about it, you realize how much at that time Tom was being more honest with Liz than Liz was being honest with Tom. Probably, but that's if we look back to season one, that's something that's been happening for a long time. Because Red asked Liz in season one does your husband know as much about you as you do about him? And obviously he knew that she didn't know as much as she thought she did about him at the time. But I mean, <laughs> he, he was well aware that she was hiding a lot from Tom. And I think Liz still does that. Quite to a well. Degree. Yeah. And I think she still does that to a degree, not because she's intentionally hiding it from him, but because I don't think she knows how to articulate it sometimes for being a profiler. It's much more difficult to profile yourself and be honest with yourself than it is to profile someone else. Yeah, but well, I'm thinking that she tells Red that she's been terrified of of the devil being your father. And at the same time, you know, she's going back and forth with Tom. And this, in that scene you're talking about, he gives them the passport and says, you know, this is where they belong. I used to be scared of Anton, Pierre, Louis, and now I'm not. And at the same time, then a few a few episodes later, he's saying, you know, I'm not sure that I would love this guy. So, and, and you know, it's funny because you tend to think, though, you know, at that moment, that's something the blacklist does a lot. 
you can't really judge something until you've seen the entirety. Uh, it does, you know, it, that seems like at that moment, he, it's just about Tom and she doesn't love Tom. But the reality is, as we see it later on, that's all about her. Yeah, She's accepting her. She's re- denying her. She's going in that seesaw f- with Red. She's doing it with Tom. And it's the moments where she's accepting that she is the devil's daughter. And the moments where she's saying, no, I'm going to bite the book pink and perfect until it gets to her that I'm not pink and perfect and I couldn't be if I tried, even though she was doing a pretty good job of looking like it. Yeah, but I mean, there's a difference in appearing that way to other people and struggling with it internally. And mm-hmm. I think it is a struggle that she's had from, from day one of the show. That I mean, she could have told herself in season one, you know, I would freak my husband out if he knew about me, but obviously he knew a little bit because she chunked a coffee mug at his face at some point before the show happened mm-hmm. <laughs> so i mean typically pink and perfect people don't have those kind of angry reactions yeah I, it's one of the things that in in my my uh rewatch is becoming more and more evident is that this is you know from liz at the beginning to the time when she erupts in cooper's office screaming at wrestler for hurting uh gina that there is something, you know, that that Liz is this this put together uh, naive agent to got nothing real. I mean, this is this is a nice facade that she's put on. Well, I think then she was she saw this facade that she was living in slipping away. She she stabbed Red in the neck for it because part of it part of it was that he threatened her husband, but the other part was she was losing this perfect husband. Yeah, I mean, she loved Tom. Uh, in season one, I think, but there was also this, he was the perfect little school teacher, so he was a good compliment to the perfect little FBI agent, and they had their perfect little house with their perfect little dog and their perfect little child on the way. Everything was perfect, and so mm-hmm. when, when writing came in, it was alive. exploded. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. I mean, and I, I think that was another thing with Gina. Gina was the one person that could clear Tom. According to her, you know, I mean, that's in her mind. She's the only person that can tell me my husband is not this thing and that my perfect life is still in my grasp. Mm -hmm. And it's because she hadn't come to terms with who she was by a long shot at that point. And she I think she spent so long trying to bury that part of herself. She was so after she finished grifting. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, as you know, whenever that point was that she said, I no longer want to be the person I was as a teenager, when she, you know, sucked it up, went to college, you know, got her, her degrees, got into the FBI, all of that, I think she layered it on so thick for so long that she, when she saw it starting to crack, she that that started actually making it crack faster because she got so angry and tried to hold on tighter. Mm-hmm. And it's you know yeah, uh, my favorite Tom moment um, of of season uh, uh, four. It's um, I, I got to I particularly liked um, um, when he is William Eckhoff. That's a good one. Because it is, I mean, I love the, though, and both moments with me involve uh, a confluence of Liz, Red, and Tom. 
and because you know as your favorite relationship is 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 tom and Russell. mine is tom and, and red mm-hmm. just because i find their dynamic fascinating um and it's when um he's like red comes in there and says that's you and says desperate times and there it is and hands him a mission and he knows that he's going to go ahead and do it what can you know he's it's it's going in there and trying to do whatever it is that he feels that he has to do to get his daughter back. Um, and and I think that that, that that moment where Liz is like, what? And he, she's trying so hard to, to trust him. And wrestler is like, we can get him beaten up. The whole task force is going in there. It's a great moment. And he's just, meanwhile, he just gets out of this chokehold. And boy, he gets choked a lot. He does. Season four in Redemption. I mean, he, he does get choked a lot. I'm like, this poor guy. He's going to have permanent damage to his vocal cords or something. <laughs> yeah, apparently they are. You know, it's like wrestler getting kidnapped or beaten up. It's, it happens. He chases stuff and he gets kidnapped. Uh, Liz gets kidnapped a lot and don't get choked. Yeah. It's the, and Samar gets beaten up and hung from places. So they are. The they genre. all have done it. It happens. Yeah. But um, um, I was going to say that um, I, I loved that moment. You, you mentioned it. You touched on it very briefly. That moment when they're standing up on the rooftop, when Liz and Wrestler are standing up there and Tom's just going through i mean just smooth mm-hmm. smooth as can be delivering all of this without even a hitch in it and a day a day to get used to it yeah yeah and you just see wrestler because that was one of the things i really enjoyed about season four is that i three and four both wrestler i think has finally stopped seeing tom as the spy that married his partner that could potentially hurt her again like, because I think that's been his biggest issue. Like, he got so stuck on on the idea that, you know, well, they fought. And that, that to him, as the perfect Boy Scout, that's like, that that's something he can't come back from. Mm-hmm. But he finally got to know Tom as the husband and the father. And, you know, and as an operative that's not necessarily a bad person, he just, you know, he got to know Tom Keen versus mm-hmm. just this idea of... And so I love seeing them standing up there, and he goes, wow, he's good. (laughs) And Liz just gets this proud little smile like, yep, (laughs) now you get to see it too. And and I love that comment about he made me promise to trust him. I Mm. I would have loved to have seen that scene of him going, don't come in. Whatever you hear, whatever happens, do not blow my cover. I love you do not come save me, you know? Because Tom is always... We, we saw in season two that a lot of times when Bud sent his operatives in, there was no backup. There was no contingency plan. They had to come up with their own contingency plan and deal with it. They were on their own. And so Tom's used to pulling it on his own. Yeah. And and we have also seen it when he worked with uh, in Redemption for the CIA. I mean, they, they said they disavow operatives like that. They should burn notice, and you're on your own policy. Yeah, I mean, but I don't it. think he ever. I don't think he was ever in a CIA operative. He was an operative working for them as a yeah. contractor. Yeah, so that maybe there would be nothing. They send him on a mission. You are taking who? Yeah, I, we have no idea who you are. And and I think it'd probably be even more that way for someone like him who is not actually affiliated with the CIA, who's just being used for. Mm-hmm. Um. 
Yeah, and so, so I mean that's what he's used to. That's what he's used to, exactly. And but I, I love that little moment. You you touched on it very briefly and I needed to and my my second goes into when he works and he becomes Edgar Legat for 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 Red. That it's uh, nice. it's a great moment because I I love the change in there and to me that is probably the moment where that relationship congealed into into these we're family members. Red does enter the apartment. He hasn't done it to talk to Liz, which is a respectful thing for Liz. He does it for Tom and but he he's asking for it. He's not threatening. He's not, you know, uh, dangling a carrot in front of him. He's asking for this. What was the line that he <laughs> I thought maybe or something like that. <laughs> when when uh, Tom goes, you want me to be Legat? <laughs> I thought maybe. <laughs> um, it, it it's a it's a great scene because you know Red is trusting Tom with a creation that he has nourished for a number of years. Uh, he's is you know this this mythic assassin that they're they're all playing when they need to and now Tom gets to play it. And Tom completely fanboys over it. Yeah, and then he's like, oh my God, he's like the gold standard of assassinations. Um, so it's very funny to see that, you know, that the mix and how they approaching each other. And from, you you go from, from Zamani to this point and you realize this is a very, very interesting journey they both are in. Then, then Red is just asking him to do it and he goes ahead and does it. Then... Liz is like, we were finding an old normalcy, which was, I'm sorry, BS. Big time, big pile of it. Because they weren't finding any normalcy. There wasn't nothing normal about what they were doing. Uh, she was going undercover. They were, she wasn't even an agent back then. And she had murder a guy. Forget it. There is no normalcy. And Tommy's not going to be a school teacher anymore that she's going to be pink and perfect. And that badge that she's holding, that's not going to be there for a long time. Well, it's just I, not I do think that, that in Redemption, the, that scene where we where, where they're talking at the very beginning when they're, you know, shuffling Agnes and the phone call and everything, he says that he has an interview with an elementary I think that was putting the cap on the teaching career once and for all. Because, I mean, he's tried and tried and tried <laughs> to go back to it. He likes it. I think he does enjoy it. I, I have mm -hmm. a headcanon that he, you know, in between ops, he taught at St. Regis. That, you know, he knew that he enjoyed the teaching aspect of it. And I hope someday in the future we see that after he, that, that he starts, you know, doing a lot of the training in Halcyon and such as he, you know, starts getting out of the field and into the operations at Halcyon. Assuming that's the direction they're going, which makes sense to me anyway. Um, but, you know, he says, you know, I, I've got that interview. And he doesn't go to the interview. He goes to New York instead. And I think that was the final, you know, nail in the coffin Lydia. of of being a school teacher. He's tried multiple times since he, since he came back. Boston was a bust. Uh, this one was a bust. It's, it's done. It's over. 
Tom take the hint, you know? Yeah. And I think it's also a very nice segue they did there into Liz's doubts. And sometimes if you really think back then, we had no idea where they were going with it, you know? I mean, we could have more or less have an idea, but most the casual viewer would have said, what? But if you go and you see uh, the end of the season with Liz talking about, you know, the ter- how terrified she was, how difficult it was to face that. We have that comment that she gives Red, like finding out who you are is not easy. All of that was leading there. So all of these threads that are in there, you see how they come together. And a lot of people who hate Tom don't see those things. They, You know, if it's Tom, they all see hate. They don't see that this thing is coming and grabbing all these threads about Liz and who she is and and being uh, Red's daughter and bringing them all in. Yeah. I I completely agree with that. I, I feel kind of bad for people that hate him as badly as they do because I think they miss out on a lot of the, the strings there. And I yeah. mean, I know that I met, you can't follow all the strings of the blacklist because I don't, I mean, I'm sure there are some people that, I mean, y- your, your brain's more geared towards this, but like I tend to find a favorite and then a second favorite and this is one of the few shows that I like all the characters really well. Um, I mean, I have some that I like a lot more. Obviously, I like Tom a lot more. Liz, uh, wrestler. It depends on the day about Red. Um, <laughs> I love him, but he frustrates me so greatly. <laughs> but, but you, at least the way my brain is wired, I cannot follow everybody as deeply as I do Tom Keen. And so that's, you know, I tend to see a lot more of those strings while someone who's a big Samar fan will pick up much quicker on the strings that are linked to her or Aram or Cooper or, you know, Wrestler, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, all of them have these strings coming in or tying together mm. when they're the main cast. And they all have these huge roles in their own, you know, niche um, of the role that they're, you know, and it's going to all come together by the end of it. And I think that once yeah. the show's done, I'm going to do a massive rewatch and go, this all makes so much more sense. It'll be things that I didn't even know to look for because mm-hmm. I wasn't following while I followed the whole story pretty closely. You can only do so much, or at least the way my brain is wired. I can only do so much. <laughs> yeah. You do a lot of, of depth on things. Um, what else grabs your your mind about about Tom in this series? About either as him as an operative or in relationship with the others, or uh, one of the last things I definitely want to make sure to touch on is is him when they had him um, when they were taking Agnes away. I mean, he just that desperation there when they were stealing his little girl away he had fought so hard to protect her to he and liz had risked so much to give her a normal life and had blown up in their face and just the expression as as mato's taking agnes away from him and he's just screaming with this gun to his head you know just give me back my child give me back my baby and He's just so scared and so desperate. And the Tom's a very charming person. He uses his charm to get a lot of what he wants. I mean, he can talk someone into a lot of things, like we just said, when with the um, uh, Willem... Uh, mm-hmm. Echo. 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 Um, 
I mean, he charmed his way out of that, and then he beat his way out of it. I mean, he he can he can take a bunch of different routes. He was so desperate when they took Agnes. Yes, he did end up fighting back physically, but there was just a whole new layer of that when it was his little girl. And mm-hmm. I loved that. I saw it with, with Liz, with Megan, too. She did just as stellar of a job in the same es- uh, episode of Esteban. But mm-hmm. that that was something that I will always yeah, love we, with him. Yeah, we did touch on a lot of those parallel scenes during our series and in, uh, in this. But this this uh, season four in general was great for parallels. They were everywhere. They were laying them so thick. Um, they were, you know, literally everywhere. And I am sure that as we learn more of a story, we realize that we miss some parallels because we didn't even know there were parallels, which is what I'm finding out as I'm doing a rewatch of season one. And I've done a rewatch after each in each hiatus, the summer hiatus, I've done a rewatch. Sometimes I've done a rewatch in between the the C in near between A and B. So this is nothing new, but yet, with information geared in season one, little details have come to fore that before were completely under my radar. I didn't even notice them. They're sometimes tiny things. Sometimes they're big things. It's, there, there's a lot there. Um, and I know that I said that last thing I went to touch on, but there's, there's one more. Um, like I said, my, my thing is Tom. Tom is the character that I focus on. So, um, so there's always a lot for him with me. Um, I loved talking about parallels. The, we saw in season one that Tom has a habit of when he's arguing with people, when he's fighting with people that he likes to take that and turn it around. He will, you know, he, he's, he can get very vicious in an argument. And he and Liz both do this. Um, it's all about just, you. Yeah, it just they just get nasty with it. I mean, that's why they're, in season one, when he was doing it too, their fights were, they, they make my heart hurt, you know, because they just both dig in with the knife and go for pain and yeah. well this I, one was she had a snark bad this season like when you were a, a neo-nazi and that's that's what i was gonna say is this fight i think really highlighted how far tom's come because people people like to throw around gaslighting on on tumblr a lot with him and in that Fish moment wash, as red would say and, and <laughs> in that moment he had with, with the tension they were going through, because I remember, I think it was Camp put out a, an interview at the time. He said, they're living in this fake little apartment. Do you know how much tension that would cause? You know, that, that sense of not quite normalcy that's, you know, fake normal. Like, that's... Their baby's that missing and they're, they're yeah, under guard. All of these things constantly being watched in a fake apartment, living in a warehouse with their child missing, might die. There's a lot of stress on this young couple. And so... If Tom was ever going to go back to those old habits of his, that would have been the time. And Liz is. Liz is pushing as hard as she can. Like you just said, you know, was that back when you were a neo-Nazi? Was that when this, this, this? You know, I mean, just like anything she can pull out of his past that he knows that she hates, she's taking it and digging the knife a little deeper. And you see him just take this breath and go, I'm not going to fight with you on this. And he's yeah, he could have just said- to take the bait. 
Oh, he could have just said, well, maybe that's the, the day that you took a gun and murdered the attorney general in front of of, of a witness. Or because, even hello. Just, or even just pointed out that Kirk has a link to her and not him, and this is all her fault. I mean, even just that. He could have completely turned it around and blamed her for their child being missing. Because you know at the time Liz does, because the next day they're mm-hmm. talking about it, and she goes... If our kid was missing and it had nothing to do with me, I would have done the same thing you did. And so, you know, that's why Liz is reacting the way she is. But Tom is finally reached that point where Mm -hmm. he sees that as well. And he stops himself, no matter how much it hurts personally. He stops it because he knows that the anger she's throwing his way isn't actually directed at him. It's at her. And it's that shows so much emotional maturity. And for someone yeah. like him that has grown up the way he has, that has been through what he has, emotional maturity is huge. And I love those steps. Yeah. And since you got one more, then I get one more. Go. Uh, <laughs> it is that scene on the plane with Kaplan and Tom. That, to me, it's, it's the scene where it's cemented that for Red, Tom is family now. Because I know that people used to say, oh, that, you know, he's berating them. No, he's saying age of wisdom. And if you really look before, um, when he's with Kate, he's talking wisdom. It's, it's, it's understanding where your chosen path lies and staying on it. So he's telling Kate that the lack of wisdom is her. Then he tells in the plane, is age of wisdom. He already told Wisdom about is, is about Kate. So age is about Tom. He's just telling Tom, you're too young to understand what is that it, this is. And it's a, it's a great moment because Tom could have gone bananas. Red could have gone bananas. And they don't. This could have gone so much worse. With yeah, and they don't. I mean, he's just sitting there. Red is gently berating him. And saying, you two just do as I tell next time. And it's just, that is such a parental thing is doing there. It's like, you know, okay, well, you did that and I get it. Uh, believe me, I do get it. But it's, um, but it's, it, let's just now do as daddy says, okay? I, I love that moment. Um, all right. And I think with that, we could, do. you ready to go into Liz? Yeah, um, because that's, I mean, and Liz and Red are obviously very much intertwined. Yeah, it's going to be both very together, hard to... Both together and with Tom, and so some of this is already, you know, kind of mm-hmm. been wrapped up in, because these three are very closely related, and because they're family. I mean, mm-hmm. that's... And, and this is about a child missing. Yep. And so Liz... Liz was amazing through season four. I, I've said for a while that Megan was good in season one. I, I've always been fond of her, she's, but she's she has grown as an actress phenomenally since season one. I mean, she, season four, she was at the top of her game the entire way through. And it just was really well done. I, I very much have... I, I've always liked Liz... But she's really, Megan has helped win me over for Liz more than I ever thought I would. I gotta say something about that. In in doing this rewatch and knowing, and, and again, after seeing Liz speech to Ren, accepting him as 
her father and and we see what she's been going through, which it's similar to a pet fear of your mind that I had and I abandoned that she that Liz have always known and she had remembered. So I wasn't completely right. I wasn't completely wrong. She has always suspected it and did a DNA test. In, when you look back at, at Megan's acting in season one, and I know a lot of people were complaining about it, you have to really go back because what she was playing is exactly what she was supposed to be playing. She, Her acting reflected what Liz was really going through. She knew in her in her heart, she knew Red was her father and she was fighting it. And a lot of that is reflected in what she's doing. She's trying to be this perfect girl. She's trying to uh, accept all these things. So I think that, that you got to really go back. And I'm thinking that when this show ends, it's going to be even more more oh, evident. Yeah. I, I think a, a, once the show's done, a complete series rewatch will blow your socks off. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's going to be impressive. What's your favorite uh, Liz moment? Oh, gosh. There's so many. Um... This is kind of an odd one, but mm-hmm. I really liked it in the Dimbe Zuma episode where she's sitting in the car with Red and they find out Kate's alive and she gets, I think it's just a single tear and she goes, can this be over? Can, can you guys be even now? And I think that just calls back to very much a way she views the world on making things even. She told Wrestler in season three, uh, the day mm-hmm. of, of hers and Tom's wedding. He said he said that, you know, well, he laid a hand on you, I can't forgive that, or, you know, something along those lines. And she said, you know what, and I kept him on a boat for months on end and tortured him. I think we're even. And that's, that's how Liz is, is that she has kind of a reset button. And I think that may be one of the reasons she is capable of forgiving some of the things that she's capable. I mean, because Red killed her dad. Tom mm-hmm. lied to her for two years of their marriage. You know, I mean, there are multiple things that she has forgiven that are just huge. And and sometimes people, you know, I have trouble. I mean, like, if it were me, I probably wouldn't be able to forgive either of those things. Um, but. Retribution. Uh, what is that? Compensation. <laughs> like the debt collector. Compensation. It, yeah. It's, it's very much that way. And it's, I think it's twofold for her. She needs the scales to be set. And she needs, because she asks Red, can it be, you know, can, can you be even now? And then she wants both Red and Kate to acknowledge that they're willing to go forward and coexist. So it's resetting of the scales and moving forward in, depending on what route you're going. When it was Tom, she needed him to be honest with her. You know, they, they set the mm-hmm. scales with the boat and then... Then she needed, and then he came back for her, and that set it on motion that once he was honest with her, they could start moving in that direction again. Um, Red's a lot more complicated, but you know, I, I think we'll see. Parental what, relationship, are yeah. Complicated. I mean, that's that's a whole lot more complicated. There, they're not even by by nature. Yeah, um, and so. So it's I, I found it very interesting how she was willing, how she went that route with it. That was her automatic reaction. 
there's that one, and I also really loved her comment to to Red about Agnes when she said, "Until you can tell me you're not going to kill her, kill kill Kate," she said, "You can't see my daughter." And I I think there was a lot of different things that went into that. I think it was like you and I were talking about earlier that it was, you know, <laughs> manipulating the grandparent um, to get what you want. It, it, that's in part. But I think it's also that she wants to be careful who she puts around Agnes. Agnes is already in a lot of danger. She's around a lot of dangerous people. But Liz and and Tom are kind of the exception to the rule. I mean, they, they do some very dangerous things, some very questionable things sometimes but they're her parents I don't think Liz wants to just have any anyone that, that would just kill without thought or, or kill someone that has been loyal to them you know I, I think there's a moral line there that she drew and she was like if you're willing to cross this again I don't want you to be around my daughter I don't want that kind of person near my child and influencing her young years to become like you. And so she wants him to be better. If she's mm-hmm. going to let him around Agnes. and A sort of version of, of Red. Wanting her to be pink and perfect. In getting rid of Tom. Because she wants to regain that. You know keep that innocence. And not let her be who she is. Maybe. Ah and funny how we repeat the, the, the things our parents do right. Well I it's a little bit different because Agnes is a little baby. She's 12 <laughs> months old. I mean, she she's in the age where she's picking up left and right from everybody around her. And if Liz lets, lets someone that's willing to, to just kill anybody around her, that's not exactly a great role model, you know? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I think it is the same thing. I think it is just that instinct that parents do to protect the innocence that usually backfires mm-hmm. 10 times over because it just ends up exposing kids to even worse without their parents there. And it's just trying to let her be with who she's not. I mean, she's she's the granddaughter of spies, the daughter of of, of, of an agent and profiler and a spy it doesn't matter what they do Agnes is going to be exactly who Agnes is and I think that's something that it took Red for him, for Red to understand this it took Liz to fake her death mm-hmm. to finally for him to get you know what I gotta stop yeah he, to realize he was smothering her mm-hmm. and so yeah, th- those are a couple of the scenes that I liked best with. And like I said, she's had so many fantastic <laughs> scenes that that it's hard to choose. But those are a couple of my favorites for for Megan and for Liz this season. What about you? Well, for me, I gotta say my absolute favorite is that last scene with Red. It's a good one. She is. There is. This is a grown woman. Who have gone on a very hard journey then you know those memories were taken away from her to protect her she's been fearing that the devil is her father and what he says about her and she's coming over there and says i i love you i hate you we're family and you know why would you not tell me these things 
And I think that there's still things that Red is not telling her and is again missing an opportunity to tell her, this is the reason why I did this. I think it might be because he's also protecting other people, but but it's a beautiful, beautiful scene. Um, there is, I notice that she goes to, she's the one that goes to him, not to be comforted by him, which has always been the case of their previous hawks, already going to her. It has been her to comfort him. He is so afraid. He's paralyzed with fear. He's fully prepared for a total blowout and list throwing things out and rejecting him and telling him he's a monster and he doesn't want anything to do with anybody again. And instead she goes over to him and she is the one who embraces him. And you see Red relaxes a little bit because he knows there's a lot more than he doesn't know. But he takes that moment and he relaxes into her. And it's like, and I felt Red is starting to come home. Yeah. He's seen the light and, and the light has come to him and he was able to see it. That star that leads him home. Mm -hmm. I love that. <laughs> it makes me so happy. <laughs> it was a beautiful uh, scene, and she oh, it was, was it was terrific. Well, it, it's interesting because when I was when I was gifting it, um, I realized how much one how long the hug is. Like it just th there's not a lot of camera movement. Um, mm -hmm. There's not there's not a lot. I mean, there's a lot of facial right. expressions, obviously, but there's not a lot of you know swinging out into wide shots. It's it's very close in. It's very, and I think that says so much for both Megan and James. They can pull those off. I mean, and, and it not feel like the scene's dragging. I mean, when it's just a conversation, it's. It's close in. I mean, because the where most of us are wired to be very short attention span, mm -hmm. have a very short attention span, <clears throat> and so the fact that it didn't feel like a super long scene, because it, it's different watching scenes like that without the audio. I feel like it, that's when when you notice those sort of things, or at least when I do, and. It just, it, it's such a compliment to their acting that they were able to pull that scene off as spectacularly as they did. Yeah. Now, a lot Both of people of have, a lot of people have complained that they wanted Red to say, yes, oh, I'm your father. That would have pushed it into soap opera. It would have been yeah. horrendous. It would have been cheap. That moment where he says, broke is such a harsh word, preferring liquid. That is an acceptance without being an acceptance. And it's just, he's not fighting it. He's not saying anything. He's just doing a feeble attempt at, at a red speak thing. And he's, you know, he's just fear. It's, yeah, he it's, has, she backed him into a wall and show him the DNA. There is nothing he can say. She knows. Yeah. And he doesn't deny it. Mm -mm. I mean, the entire time with Kirk, he wouldn't tell her why, obviously. But he did. He kept saying, you see him as your father. I don't. Mm -hmm. It's not correct. Things can be faked. There was, I mean, and we've seen that DNA tests can be faked. That's not an issue. I mean... 
which is the so, reason why why Cooper goes back to 30 years ago instead mm -hmm. of taking a recent DNA test. It was it was masterfully done. That scene was beautiful. It was well done. It was it was pared down to a bare minimum, and it worked beautifully. Yes, I I thoroughly agree. Did you have any others that stood out over the season? Yes, I have that scene in the car with Red, when she's telling him that she failed and because of what she did, <sighs> uh, she, she can't protect her child. And Red. You know that he's dying inside, that he's just wants to tell her, I know exactly how you feel, because it. I felt the same way. I failed to protect my little girl because things have done, you're in, you're, you're, um, in danger. It goes back to Dr. Linus Creel telling her the sins of the father, you know, you, you are your parents' children and you can't do anything different. Um, it's just, I, I think it was it was one of those beautiful moments, and she's crying, and he's just dying, and it was again another very little scene that beautifully done, beautifully acted, spectacular performances that just was heartbreaking. Yeah, and, and I love that still to this day one of my favorite lines um, from that season, when she tells him what Kirk's done, he goes, "How cruel." Mm -hmm. I mean, he could have, he could have berated her for, you know, being foolish enough to fall for it. He could have berated Tom for going in after it and getting the feed cut. I mean, he, he could have gone after either one of them. And instead, all he does is acknowledge how cruel that was. Mm -hmm. And I, for Red, who always has an angle at everything, that was spectacular. That he just was there to comfort her. He didn't take advantage. He didn't use it to manipulate to or for against anything. He was just there for her. And mm. that was beautiful. And Liz had a lot of other beautiful moments for me. Um, I think that, that I love her in the harem. She was great. Um, I loved it when she's going around the pole and that little smile she gets. Oh, I love it. It was such a fantastic scene. That's criminal list, and you can see how easily Red slipped into that. Because Liz could do that in a heartbeat if she had to. Mm -hmm. it, it was, it was, uh, and, and for Liz, I think there was a, she's gone, she's been going on this journey, and, and I think that season, the end of season four marked the big, end of a huge arc for Liz, which is understanding who she is. I don't think that she will be going back into perfect Liz. I think she acknowledged that to, to um, Samar. And she acknowledged that, which she had kind of had started to do that in the front where they're both sitting down and she says, Reddington is, and then she checks herself and says, bane of my existence. But I think that she was starting to say, I think he might be my father. And she, you know, stopped it and went back there. But this time she says, I'm not pink and perfect. So she's admitting that that's who she is. So there were, there were a lot of, you know, her, her arc where was enormous in this, in this season alone. Yeah, she's just there's been so much growth and self-discovery and self 
she's really acknowledged herself in it. It's Mm -hmm. been very nice. Which lead us to Red. What are your two favorite moments with Red this season? Mm, Goodness. Um, Let's see. Reddington. There's just so much. Um, I love that scene from Esteban with him walking through the club. <laughs> it's it's aesthetically fantastic. It reminds me very much of other marches he's been on. He, he gets this look and this aura around him when he's marching to go save Liz. Uh, we saw mm-hmm. it in, um, in Luther Braxton when he's going through with the shotgun and, you know, <laughs> chaos and in, all around him and when he is going through the meat market in uh in uh the director you know when he's laying on his plan he has the same walk yeah and it's just it's, it's very purposely yeah and i i just love it and i think it's a fan favorite I, i've never seen anybody complain about one of those james pulls it off flawlessly and that that is definitely one of my favorites and i loved his scene. I'm trying to think of things we haven't already touched on with, with Tom and Liz. Um, because I loved a lot of the scenes between them. But um, mm-hmm. I also loved his scene with Gail. Hopping in the car <laughs> yeah, with that Gail. was a great one. Because we've talked about before that a lot That's of times you can, you can judge the actors in the blacklist on how they match up to Spader. Are you able to look away from Spader for five seconds because he's so compelling, you know? That's how you know it's a great actor, you know, on stage with him is if you can, if you can if watch takes, both if actors. Takes, if he grabs some of the attention into yeah, himself. exactly. And and I think that, that he did. And it was just, I loved that moment. So what, are you going to kill me? No, I'm going to take your phone, <laughs> you know? I love, was, I love in that scene, it's like, more to come, Agent Gale, more to come. I'm so sad yeah. that there's not. And um, I I will say this, but I, I may be infringing on one of yours, so if so, feel free to mm-hmm. run with it. Dom. My my two favorites? Well, you started with one. What's your next? No, I did two. Uh, the the oh. walking through the... the um... Oh, yes, and the Gale scene. And Gale. Uh, no, my scenes, my scenes with Red, my favorite ones on this episode, on this season, is that scene uh, that he has um, with Kate when he tells her who Elizabeth is, um, is, you know, she's no Masha anymore. And, and that, yeah, because for him, you know, I know that you've been like, character growth, character growth is like, for a long time, the character growth we saw with Red was towards Tom. This is the time where he has shown this remarkable character growth towards Liz as well. It started when he stopped calling her Lizzie and became she became Elizabeth. And Lizzie was a you know once in a one in a, in a blue moon that he used it. But this had become his thing with 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 Liz. He is finally putting in words that Liz is an adult that no matter how much he wanted to keep his little girl innocent, she is not an innocent girl. She is an, a, a woman who made her decisions, that she was born into a world of criminals, and she chose that world. And he didn't say even she married a criminal, but she did. And it's who she is. And Twice. face it, 
Yeah, and face it, I mean, had she married somebody else, it would have been like Emma's marriage. It would have dissolved mm-hmm. under red. Uh, I've because... said time and time again that if, if Tom had been the clueless school teacher, he would be dead or gone. Yeah. He, he would, would have... not be here in season five. And that's, you know, Emma was the perfect thing. Once Emma got involved with Red, her marriage dissolved. It cost yeah. her her marriage because it, it's not. Liz needs someone that can keep up with her. Emma obviously needed someone that could keep up with her and didn't have that. And so, thankfully, Liz, <laughs> Liz chose wisely. <laughs> um, but that, 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 that's one of, yeah, it, it was a beautiful, beautiful moment because it kind of, pulled together all these threads that have been going around of, of, of Red trying to control this, trying to manipulate her into becoming who she's not and accepting. Because she's always said, I'm comfortable with who I am. But this is the first time that I've said I'm comfortable with who she is. Yeah. Well, I mean, because in season two, we saw him say, I didn't want you to be like me. And I think it helps in a way that she's able to gear, she's able to take who she is, what she's learned from him, and gear it towards something better. Mm-hmm. I do think he sees her as something better than himself, which, to a degree, she is. Um, and I think that he's proud of that, that she can she can balance that line pretty well. She mm-hmm. does. I mean, she's still learning. She's still in the process. But he came into this trying to teach her to think like a criminal to do her job better. And she has. And she does. And I think that he's proud of her for that. And a lot of the choices that she's made. And... Yes, this is this is kind of the the point of it. And when when he comes forward and says that to Kate, it is it's a fantastic mm-hmm. scene. <clears throat> My second scene is, and I I am very troubled because I have two scenes that you know go in my second place for the season. One is the one with Dembe, when he gives him that shoe that box, and <laughs> you're giving me shoes. <laughs> but that scene. For a man like Red, a character such as Red, the fact that he's he's sitting there, he asks forgiveness from Dembe because I thought, and that is unforgivable what I did. I I I I thought you could kill me, and that even though I mean he would never have threatened his family, he was looking for him to to really talk to him, but he says, I have to be the judge of this because I didn't survive all of this by trusting I need to make my own mind. But that scene was a quiet understanding of Red that like Liz said in season, in 301, in 302, when she's on the boat and says, how could you deal with people having that fear, looking at you and having that fear and Red telling her because they don't know who you are. And this is Red going back to that. Red is facing his own. How can people fear me? How Denbe could fear me? And that moment is his going back to that moment. And again, I'm seeing those threats all being picked up so I'm, I know that we're we're 
getting near the end, but that is was a beautiful scene to me because it went right back to that moment. You are afraid of me, and the people that shouldn't be afraid of me are afraid of me. And and then that goes because of my crazy theory that Emma is Jennifer, that that scene where he goes and finds her. And she's sitting on the tree watching Will. And I could see Red sitting on a car watching Liz on a playground, you know, at some point in her life and, and wanting to go to her, but knowing that he had nothing to say. Again, the deleted scene, because once you go in those revenge missions, you lose part of your soul. You can you can become a father and he had lost that. And and he's just telling her, You didn't have to do this. I can't let you do this. And why didn't you come to me? And when he says I didn't think I had a choice, this the look on his face is of such pain. So this is into one season he has seen this. He has seen Liz fake her death, Denver run away trying to find a proof instead of going to him and saying, I didn't do this. And Liz, and then if Emma, even if she's not Jennifer and just a trusted ally, also willing to betray Liz, betray him to get away from him. So this is, to me, that was it was a very powerful scene. Those, those three scenes for me kind of got the whole background of, of red growth in this. Yeah, I, he did have a lot of growth. And I, I, I made a comment, I think it was after the finale. I said, I, I've griped a lot about red over this season, but I was so proud of him there in that, that final scene with Kate because... She she is so determined that he's going to kill her. And he says, I'm not going to do that. I've made that mistake once. I'm not making that mistake again. And you can tell it's not because someone's bullied him into it. It's because he has finally acknowledged he made a mistake. And that mistake, like you were just talking about with Dembe, has led others that he never wants to fear him to fear him. And mm-hmm. I think so much went into that. There was so much growth in him acknowledging to her acknowledging to anybody listening that he'd made a mistake and that's not Mm -hmm. something he does very often because in all honesty in his world that he functions in acknowledging a mistake it can be dangerous because it's losing some of the control and you have to keep steady control or else everything goes up in the air and they're dealing with chaos kind of like after um after uh i'm blanking on his name but the, the guy in germany after he, he killed him. Hans. And lost. Hans. Uh, no, Hans was no, the No, uh, the, yeah, Werner. Yeah, Werner. Um, when he shot Werner, that he said that everything was up in the air and they'd have to be comfortable with chaos. I mean, mm-hmm. when you lose control of things, it's chaos in that world, which is deadly. But he was willing to give up some of that control by acknowledging he had made a mistake. He is fallible. Mm-hmm. And I think that was such a beautiful thing with red and it it, he's come so far and as much as i think he came into this to help protect liz to help liz grow she's helped him grow in ways i don't think he could have ever predicted no i don't think so Uh, it's also red had a very interesting thing now that you mentioned that with enemies that he had managed to turn into allies for example with um with um uh, Baldur Magnuson, mm-hmm. 
it, that that is a that was another gorgeous scene where Red is just talking about the appearance of truth, and you know, Baldur is, is actually saying, okay, here is where I die because obviously this is the way it goes, and instead just Red gives the gun away, which Baldur is like, well, you're gonna kill me with your bare hands, and we're like a little long in the tooth for this, as you know, as Red was saying to him, and instead he just launches into that beautiful monologue about the appearance of truth and what truth matters. I think this all goes back to Katerina, but independently, there is a lot of other things that that appearance of truth and the truth have come to him. And he has to face things that are far more personal, like what he feel about Liz, what is people fearing him? What is all this going on? Liz fake death. All this have gone to him to 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 get and and he's been, his world is coming, you know, it's coming apart the moment he pulled that trigger. That's probably the one thing he did in anger. Probably one of the few things he has ever done in anger that has ended up for him very badly. Yeah, um, I mean, it goes back to that that uh, promo picture. Uh, we didn't get new promo pictures for season four, but we did get James. And mm-hmm. it was a picture of Red with the, with his face, like a mask cracking mm-hmm. and floating away and, and being taken away. And with everything that's happened for him, like you just said, it, it's become very personal. That mask is starting to wash away. That mask is being broken away. And we're getting down to the core of Raymond Reddington, who he is, what what really personally affects him. And he's losing, he talked to, to Kate about how he built this empire of his brick by brick, and when you get in one wall, you find another wall, and another wall, and another wall, and all of these defenses. But one by one, these defenses are being taken down. He's lost Kate, who was one of his lead uh, most trusted people, his his confidant, his protector. Conf- yeah, he, he confessed all of everything. Well, most everything to her. Um, he nearly lost Dembe. Brimley, who's been with him nearly two decades, walked. Um, Marvin Gerard is in prison again. <laughs> um, well, he he may have worked that something out. And, and yeah, but but I mean, Marvin was he is right away. now. Yeah. Yeah, Joe Barracho, his manager, his portfolio is also away. Yeah, um, Emma's gone. She was someone inside the... He's just, piece by piece, he's losing everyone that he needs. Um, Lost his his big um, accountant, and -hmm. then lost the second accountant because he betrayed him. And so, little by little, this is all just falling apart for him. And Baz... We forget Baz. Yes. Uh, Baz was killed by Kate, according to Bokenkamp. And so he Don has... Julio turns his back on him being mm-hmm. very rude. And, and that is it... something that, you know, it's like not a character we've seen before, but it's representative of how the rest of his world now views him. Like, you're not good news anymore. Exactly. And not everybody is going to be as willing as, as Balder to to take that risk. I think that he felt like he owed Red a little bit for letting him live, and that's why he worked with him on that. Mm-hmm. But not everybody's going to take that gamble with him right now. And Going back to that beautiful monologue with Wrestler, enemies one day, friends the next. You know, man is a fickle, world is a fickle, is a, is a, is a, what is a, the world is a, is the world, um, 
aided by by man's fecal nature. So that is one of those beautiful moments where we've seen how fast it can change from you being an enemy to being a friend to being a to being an enemy again. Yeah, it's red is facing a lot this coming season, and I love that they ended season four with he and Le- I mean, yes, you've got the that. What was it? In the bag of bones. Bag of bones. <laughs> uh, yes, you have that looming, but you're still leaving season four with Red and Liz on the same team, and I love that because they've been at odds off and on so much over the last four years, and they're they're going into this. You you know he's not going to go as long as he knows that it's Tom that has it. I mean, I guess he could take a pot shot at him, not realizing who has the bones. You know, just send someone after him, but. Theoretically, he's not going to murder his son-in-law to get to that. And so it's he's in a really dangerous and awkward position, depending on what those bones mean exactly. But it's also going to give Liz a chance to, to move forward, to say, listen, what I told you in that motel room about being family and angry and hate you, you know, hate you, love you, angry, happy with you, you know, that all these emotions go into being family, that those were real and doesn't matter how pissed off I am at you you're still family and it it gives it's kind of like I've talked about with with Tom and Liz that when he takes that risk and puts himself on the line with her that she accepts him I want to see that more between Red and Liz where he gets put into those like you said earlier backed into against the wall you know and she is accepting of him Mm-hmm. I want to see that moving forward, and I hope yeah. we do. Well, we, we're going to be in a very interesting place because we have a wrestler who had uh, killed accidentally Hitchens in a moment of anger. Um, we had Samar and Aram who had finally moved to a different place of acceptance of both themselves and the other. Uh, we have Cooper who we know that has known all along that red is red, and I suspect that he knows who listens to red. And so every, and they have just basically done something that it wasn't for, <laughs> that it wasn't for the good. They've been solving cases. They've been accepting cases from red. They've been turning a blind eye to what red does in order to get black guy, bad guys. Now this is the moment where the bad, it's not about the bad guys. This was survival. Mm-hmm. So basically they have been all turning to that exact moment where Red had to choose survival and became a criminal to do survival. So the entire post office have now become officially criminals. They've done things that are for survival, not because they're catching bad guys. Because they were going to go to jail unfairly for doing their job. And in in order to, it's, again, it's not about the evil and the bad. It's about evil and less evil. So they chose less evil. But it's an interesting point there. All of them are. I agree. And it's it's finding themselves and rebuilding. There were so many questions in season four that were internal questions about who who they are, why they're doing what they're doing. Are they really just Reddington's pawns or are they doing good? You know, th- there were a lot of questions broached. And I think that 
we'll see how that pans out after exactly what you said as we move into season five. Mm-hmm. Should we talk about Dom? Yeah, yeah. Before we wrap up, um, let's, uh, let's uh, dig. Yeah. Let's dig deeper into Dom because Dom is such. He hasn't been on there a lot, but he is a truly amazing character, and obviously one that Reddington goes to to keep some of his deepest secrets. Even Kate didn't know about him. Or or Rostov. And that's something I've been saying, like, I feel like a parrot, like, saying it over and over, like, he never mentioned the the husband. He never mentioned the husband. And people are like, parrot, shut up, shut up. And it's like, but he doesn't mention the husband. And now there is a, Kate doesn't know about him. So this is, this is a big, deep secret. And what is this main secret that, that Dom may be keeping? And I, I don't know if we, do we have proof that, that Dom didn't know about Kirk and Kirk didn't know about Dom? Or is that just, well, um, for the assumption one, going forward? Um, I think that he knows about, about Kirk. Um, but I, what he never does in a moment where they're arguing back and forth when, when, they both think that Liz is dead. He's blaming Red for things that Red did. And meanwhile, had it this been the way, you know, it seemed to be, hello, there's this woman, his wife is married to this guy who's a billionaire and who's a, apparently a nice guy. And she gets, she's a KGB agent and she gets involved with Red and uh, she ends up pregnant and Red is a father, obviously he knows that. And in this fight, he doesn't say, if you have kept that out of my, my daughter's life, we wouldn't be in this mess. There's no mention of it. I mean, that was the, if there was one thing to throw in the face of the man who had an affair with your daughter and caused the whole thing to fall apart, that would be it. And he doesn't yeah. say that. He acts as if Rostov was either a fly in the wall or thoroughly unimportant. Like he Kinda knows- like Kate did. So what is the the big mystery is why can Dom why is Dom such a big guarded secret and to me it has to be because of Kate's because Katrina's identity because Dom he, her father got to be a well and well enough known figure that knowing who he is will make something in Katrina's life make no sense to anybody or put her at risk or them at risk there's no other way. Yeah, we we talked a little bit about it on the last on the first half of this podcast that we thought that maybe he might be an architect or something like that out mm-hmm. of you know that it may have been either a KGB asset or a CIA asset or you know some sort of asset that was used. I mean, it would explain why he was there in the United States if he was a KGB asset, and but then his daughter goes and. Ends up KGB. Maybe he was double agent, double asset. People do or that. maybe he wasn't either. And finding him will mean that Kate's identity as a KGB asset is gone. Because what could be? Everybody knows Katerina Rostova as a KGB as uh, asset. And I always find, I always go back to this. Whenever they use the complete full name. It's not the person. 
it's that persona, that identity. And he always says, Katerina Rostova was a KGB agent, Katerina Rostova was this, Katerina Rostova was the other thing, Katerina Rostova committed suicide. Uh, I think that there is something there, but Dom, the, the relationship of Dom and Red is so priceless. It is. Is that I love you, I hate you, you're my family, I respect you, but I don't. And and at the end, it's like when he says I'm under attack, and he's like, he's genuinely stressed out. Yeah. I I think that Dom is both fond of Red and wants to punch him in the face. I understand like, that feeling. <laughs> so like I often Red to react Tom. to him that way. Yeah. Like Red to Dom to to Tom. Yep. Exactly. And. And I love those parallels there. They really are very nice, and it, it gives me so much hope for the future of the of the Keen family in in mm-hmm. reference to Reddington and everything. And so, hey, maybe instead of losing Red in the end, he will, in, and instead of finding a house in the woods, he'll just find a house on the beach on an island somewhere and watch the waves or watch river. Yeah. Did you think about? Um when Red asked Dom that he has to go find Liz and tell her who he is. That was a very... T- Do you know that that's where they're going with? Yeah, I thought that was interesting because I, that made me question, okay, so why is it that you can't... Dom, Liz can't know about Dom as long as Red's alive. But if Red were to die, suddenly she would need to know about Dom. Because Red, Red, Red can Red can tell her about her mother and about who, what happened, but I think that that by that only Dom can do it. Yeah, maybe, and maybe or once Dom he's gone, knows where Katerina is. Is yeah, and then maybe once Red's it. gone, then he no longer has to keep that secret, and he's like, I want her to know. I don't know, maybe well, something he, along those lines. He burned that letter. Yeah, you did. So maybe now he's saying, maybe I shouldn't have burned it. Maybe I should just have been buried somewhere else. (laughs) Yeah, but it's it's very interesting that relationship, and I I like it very well. I. Do you think we're gonna see a lot more Dom in in season five? I hope so. I'm always happy when Dom ends up on my TV screen. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to see a lot more Dom and a lot more Dem because if you notice, Dembe has been instrumental in introducing the funny because you remember in season in the season four we had Samar introducing a lot of the themes, the unforgivable, the um, there was always Samar talking about that, introducing the theme, the subject of of the of the arc, and I think that now is Dembe, Dembe telling Red. You know, you can't lose track of why you're doing this, of your mission. We're not done here. You have to keep going. Um, and I have to protect you. You have to do this. Mm-hmm. So I think He's the voice that... the reason. And, and the introducer of the theme. And I think that's going to be the theme, that there's a mission that Red has to finish, and Red is so tempted to just let it go. He's tired. He's, he's uh, you know, he's is finding a measure of comfort with Liz, and he's just, he's just tempted to not do it. Who could blame him? What was it he said in season three when they got back from being on the run? I'm, I'm always tired. 
He has been doing this for 25 years. He's gave up his entire life. And I thought that the two characters, if you think about it, which are the two characters are getting lines about the, the subjects that are be going is wrestler is one because wrestler has now in order to save himself in the task force, he gave up his proof about Hitchens. Then he kills Hitchens by accident, which is, was an accident. And then hires a cleaner so that's once one of the themes we're going to see how red became who he is we're going to see dembe pushing him we're seeing dembe pushing him to complete his mission so we're going to see that and um and we are seeing cooper uh, asking you know telling about um you know finding the truth finding what he's doing what he's doing and and going against to do it. Where do we go to get our reputations back? So I think this is going to be the last, the arc of the last season, and I'm I'm super excited with it. Yep, I am too. It's it's going to be very exciting. I think that about wraps us up. You have anything yep. else to add? Um, I I'm just super happy that Dembe got a huge part. I thought that that Hisham did a fantastic job. Um, I gotta say that. I have very, very many favorite scenes with Dembe, but that scene where he takes Aram and then slides down that wall and he says, I have three people in my life. And he looks so despondent, like there is nothing I can do. I cannot save the person I love. I'm going to not only die, but die thinking that I'm a traitor and I got nothing to do. He says, I got three people in my life, my daughter, my granddaughter and Raymond. I was it was beautiful. Yeah. It's such a devotion. Yeah. I I I love how they've I, I'm so glad that James convinced them not to kill him. <laughs> so excited. Oh, it's it's going to be an exciting season 5. Yes. I mean, I some think shows so. slow down the further they go. This one just keeps speeding up. <laughs> Yeah, I think that that uh, the, whatever we get left of the ride is going to be pretty wild, and I'm looking forward to seeing Panna Baker understanding. Uh, in the next season, we're also going to have to wrap up what happened in Redemption. Yeah, I agree. I do. I've heard people say, "Oh, they're just going to leave this thing." Like they don't leave threads dangling. If you think they do, go do rewatches. You won't believe that after the end. Do a legit rewatch where you watch everybody's scene. Give everybody, you know, <laughs> everybody Equal attention. The yeah, exactly. I, you know, whether you like them or not, give them the attention they deserve, and it's it's right me, there. Yeah, I, yeah, I think the that ones, they will be the the ones that haven't been wrapped yet will be wrapped, and that includes redemption, in my opinion. And I I read an article the other day where Boken Camp said that they had a contingency plan for redemption mm-hmm. if it didn't work out. That you know, it, it had to be wrapped up because. Tom is a major character in this show. I know that some people don't like him and don't want to acknowledge it, but just because you don't want to acknowledge it doesn't mean it's not true. And so Tom is a major character. He is a character with a lot of ties to the main themes of this show and obviously to the main characters because he's married to the lead female role of the show. And the son-in-law of the... Yeah, which makes him the son-in-law of the lead male. And so, I mean, 
they are going to wrap Redemption. I have no questions about that. I I know that they're going to have to, uh, you know, thin it down a great deal to fit it in so that it doesn't overshadow anything. But the Johns and their writing team and their production team and the actors are all fantastic. They'll get it done right. They yeah. won't skimp us on it. But plus, I mean, if you think about it, Red has been left, as he said, with a hat on his head. He has no major resources. So he has to rebuild, and he has a very limited army because he can't pay them. As he says, he fought that loyalty because he was paying them well. So the people that are going to be with him are going to be the people that are going to be with him for loyalty because they're family. And in that is his um, how you call that? The co, well, the um, Howard. What is Howard Tourette? Uh, oh, uh, in-laws. Yeah, he's he has his in-laws. He has his family, and he has his his uh, and he has a task force. Yeah, and he has a few loyals because we know that Marvin didn't want to give him up. We know uh, Joe Paracha didn't want to give him up. So I'm sure that those characters are gonna come back. You know, it's gonna be Dembe. It's gonna he has nobody. So what he's going to have to do is he's going to have to recruit the, the people in his family. Yep. And if we can get Scotty out of jail and get her and Howard on the same page without them wanting to kill each other or, you know, electric shock each other. <laughs> well, I was thinking about that and I was thinking, boy, I do wonder if their relationship between... Because we haven't seen... Other than that moment, we have seen Kate, Katharina, remember by Liz in, a, in that scene uh, with the, not when she was looking at that ghost writing the diary. Uh, that was disturbing to say the least. Um, when she was. <laughs> Liz was going uh, a little goofy during that point. <laughs> yeah. the, the baby monitor in, in that, and yeah. She was I think even well Tom tight. realized she was going a little bit out on the edge there. And he's just like, I'm just going to take care of this for you in my own way, honey. Just sit back, have a cup of tea. Talk to I'm the baby go. the monitor. Yay. <laughs> I'm going to go find our kid. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and meanwhile, um, uh, we have, um, what are we talking about? Uh, Reds. Who all Reds could... Uh, yeah, I mean, it's like, use. I wonder, we have seen, oh yes, Katerina. We have seen Katerina remembered by Liz burying the, the thing. We have seen Katerina remembered by Kate in this kind of a little weird because she was like this, you know, Kate was being like the superhero, like I clean for you. And then, <laughs> oh, you're not going alone. I'm going with you, you know, with this strange spy. And then I, sh I give her the knife and she kills a guy and then I clean it up. It's like, you know, it was a little fantasy. I think there was a bit of like the way she was seeing things were a bit skewed. Um, but it's, a, it's again, it's a point of view. And we have seen red, with this ghost that wasn't really Katerina because it was really him talking to himself. And, and, and I don't think that we can think that their relationship was all like that. So I do wonder if the relationship between Tom and, and between Red and Katerina was a little similar to between Howard and, and Scotty. I mean, and we know I, that she had a temper. I'm looking forward to it. I want to see those four in a room together because I'm convinced that they've known each other for years and, oh. Yeah, I, I think that there is a lot to it because we've seen, you know, we've seen ties of Katerina to Russia and we know that we have ties of Howard to Poland. 
So we know that we're building those Russia, and we had that news that they were when I were going to explore Russia, the the red ties to Russia. I would not be surprised if red is of Russian origin as well, because that would be the normal people to to uh, get to do your counterintelligence, because it can pass. And he's got a lot of Russian books in that weird little apartment of his. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, and, I, and customs and co- use Russian yeah. customs, like the throwing of the glass on the fireplace, is a very Russian custom. All right. Well, I think that about wraps us up. So. We're looking forward, and uh, we might have a, a surprise podcast with, in which we are guests, and uh, look forward to. We don't know if that's going to happen before or after, for our um, wrap up of redemption. Uh. Okay. All right. And if you'd like to leave us comments, we're on Facebook, Tumblr, and Twitter. And you can listen to us on SoundCloud, on YouTube, and on iTunes. And with that, see you soon. All right. Bye-bye.